Herbs and Clogs, a podcast brought to you by the Apprentice Journal, Faculty of Medicine, University of Kalanir, where experts scrub in to bring you the very latest in surgery. Welcome to Scrubs and Clogs, the podcast brought to you by the Department of Surgery, Faculty of Medicine, University of Kalanir. Today's topic is, did the appendix say, if in doubt, cut me out? We'll be discussing some interesting facts about a very common disease entity. To discuss about appendicitis, appendix and its complications, I have here with me today Dr. Sumudu Kumarage, the head of the Department of Surgery, Faculty of Medicine, University of Kalnia. Welcome, sir. First of all, we all talk about appendicitis the appendix and its complications. But could you briefly discuss the anatomy of the appendix, where it is located, and what are its functions, if at all? Uh, thank you, Pramod. Uh, <clears throat> when you consider the anatomy of the appendix, uh, uh, <clears throat> appendix is situated in the right iliac fossa. And uh, it is uh, it's like a diverticulum arising from the cecum, but it has it so all the layers uh, of the bowel and uh, the base of the appendix is more constant but the tip of the appendix uh, is uh, very variable it may situated in the pelvis it may <coughs> uh, situated parallel to the cecum behind the ileum behind the cecum so it it can take many uh, anatomical places uh, and the length is also very variable but the tip of the appendix uh, for clinical uh, sorry the base of the appendix for all clinical purposes is uh, fairly constant it is in the uh, uh, in the McBurney's point so anatomically we use that uh, <coughs> point to locate the base of the appendix and uh, then you asked about the function of the appendix. <clears throat> Conventionally, we believe that it doesn't have any function. <laughs> and uh, we think that it is a useless organ uh, which can be sacrificed. Uh, but <clears throat> very unlikely, uh, human body uh, has got an organ which doesn't have a function at all. Uh, so... Uh, now we think, we believe, and it is disclosed that append- appendix also subserve some functions. Uh, now, uh, so one important function of appendix is uh, it's a lymphoid. Uh, there are lymphoid follicles, and uh, so it has uh, important immunological functions. Uh, it is a very important uh, organ. Uh, to maintain gut immunity, uh, uh, to maintain uh, luminal uh, barriers, appendix plays a role. And uh, further, <coughs> it uh, has a reservoir for uh, uh, gut microbiota, and uh, that will help to boost healthy microbiota after gut infection. And uh, some have 
shown that it has an endocrine function as well, uh, which is mainly uh, during a, a neonatal period. Right. So this uh, blind ending tube, which was traditionally called the vermiformic appendix because it does not have a definitive uh, anatomy. Uh, and traditionally it was thought that it does not have any specific functions, but uh, with advancement in our knowledge about the human body, uh, it may have some important functions in the human GI tract. So appendicitis is the commonest uh, surgical problem that is managed in accident and emergency services worldwide, I would say. So we would like to know what actually is appendicitis and how does it commonly present in the clinical practice? Uh, yes, uh, acute appendicitis is the commonest uh, pathology uh, occur in the appendix. And uh, uh, appendicitis or acute appendicitis is an acute inflammatory condition. So like acute cholecystitis, acute pancreatitis, the same pathological changes occur in appendix as well. The injurious agent leading to this is an infection. And usually this is followed by an obstruction to the lumen of the appendix, probably due to faecalite, sometimes uh, enlarged lymphoid follicles causing obstruction. So more than 80% of the appendicitis is following obstruction. Uh, second thing you asked is uh, the clinical symptoms. <clears throat> so you get all the features of inflammation. So they get pain. So when this visceral pain uh, is, it is, now visceral pain is very non-specific. So usually initially they they tend to feel this pain diffuse as a diffuse abdominal pain or periambilical pain. And later it may localize in the right iliac fossa as the parietal peritoneum is <coughs> uh, irritated. Uh, it is associated with nausea, sometimes vomiting, if at all mild fever and uh, significant loss of appetite and feeling of unwell. So these are usual clinical features of acute appendicitis. But typical clinical features are they are in about 50% of the patient with acute appendicitis. Right, so one of the marked features is the right lower abdominal pain or the pain in the right iliac fossa. But are all right-sided abdominal pains appendicitis? What else can it be? As I said, sort of these are the sort of features of inflammation occur in the uh, uh, appendix. So any structure in the right iliac fossa or right side of the abdomen uh, may can give rise to these symptoms. So things like uh, gynecological pathologies, ovarian pathologies, twisted ovarian cyst, even urethric colic may mimic acute appendicitis. Pathologies in the cecum, Inflammation in the cecum, terminal ileum also give rise to similar symptoms. And enlarged lymph node, it is, there are a lot of lymphoid follicles in the appendix, around the appendix. So mesenteric lymphadenitis also can give rise to symptoms similar to appendicitis. Right, so here we have an organ without a definitive anatomy 
and having very non-specific symptoms when it gets inflamed uh, must be posing a very difficult uh, challenge when it comes to clinical practice. So as a clinician, what are the minimal diagnostic investigations required for you to come to a diagnosis of appendicitis? Appendicitis, in all practical purposes, is a clinical diagnosis. Other investigations are done to support your diagnosis as well as to exclude uh, certain other possibilities uh, which we may consider in a given patient. <coughs> so, clinical history and examination is the most important thing in, uh, in order to come into a diagnosis. And most of the time, this is more than enough to proceed with a definitive treatment also. But <coughs> nowadays, clinical practice, we need sort of more uh, confirmatory uh, evidence. <coughs> uh, so we would like to confirm that there is an inflammatory process going on. So we do inflammatory markers, white counts, ultrasound scan. These three and the urine analysis are the four common investigations we do in most of the patients. And uh, the last two, urine analysis and ultrasound scan, is done mainly to exclude another pathology. Maybe ovarian pathology, gynecological pathology, topic pregnancy, right? uh, ureteric calculi, uh, urinary tract infection. Uh, so these are the minimum or not minimum, the common investigations we do in order to confirm or refute other possibilities of diagnosis. Right, so there are no specific diagnostic tests available to diagnose acute appendicitis. What about the new imaging modalities like CT scan or MRI scans? And also we have heard about scoring systems in uh, acute appendicitis. What, what's, what is the role of these when it comes to diagnosis? Yes. <coughs> now, uh, special the uh, CT scan has a very high specificity and uh, uh, sensitivity in diagnosing appendicitis. True, it is higher than the clinical sensitivity and specificity. But can we afford to do CT in all patients suspecting of having appendicitis? And this is a disease which occurs in <coughs> uh, uh, reproductive age. And if we subject all of them to CT, uh, one issue is the cost, other issue is the radiation. So the most specific and most sensitive test, though it is CT scan, we may not be able to use it freely to diagnose acute appendicitis. But when there is a doubt or when there is sort of suspecting complications, we may have to do imaging investigations. Right. And uh, do we commonly use these scoring systems uh, nowadays? Scoring systems has been used before the imaging came into uh, place. Uh, so these scoring systems are, are taken into account not only the clinical features but certain uh, biochemical parameters as well. <clears throat> so based on that, the, uh, the specificity of the diagnosis was increased. But nowadays, uh, the, uh, the imaging has uh, uh, imaging plays play a major role uh, when we are in doubt and to increase the specificity of diagnosis.
Right. Uh, you mentioned briefly about complications in appendicitis. So if a patient gets delayed to uh, present to a hospital, what are the complications that can occur due to acute appendicitis? Uh, <clears throat> the, when they get delayed uh, to present or the, uh, the treatment, uh, they may develop appendicular mass. The, 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 if you don't act quick enough. The body is trying to uh, conceal this problem or cure this problem. So very minority of the patients appendicitis settles on its own. This can be increased by giving uh, antibiotics. We may probably talk about uh, the place of antibiotics later. But if patient is not given antibiotics, still the body is trying to uh, <coughs> conceal this uh, problem. So the body tried to cover this up. The omentum, <coughs> which come and, uh, comes and uh, wraps around the appendix, not only the omentum, the surrounding small bubble also wraps around the appendix. So the, uh, the inflammatory process is confined to a small area. So after that, still it continues. The blood supply, the problem of acute inflammation is the thrombosis of uh, appendicular artery. If this happens, the appendix undergo gangrene perforation, which may lead to abscess formation. Most of these abscesses are concealed abscesses, or they are not, there is no free pus or perforation. But sometimes they may perforate into the peritoneal cavity, leading to peritonitis. Right. So now we've discussed about the presentation and the possible complications. Let's move on to the treatment part. Simply, what is the treatment for acute appendicitis? Uh, <clears throat> the treatment of choice for acute appendicitis is appendicectomy. Today's context, most of the appendicectomy is done laparoscopically. So if I say laparoscopic appendicectomy, uh, it is correct. Right. So the treatment of choice is surgical. It's laparoscopic appendicectomy. Can uncomplicated appendicitis be treated with antibiotics alone, like you treat a cellulitis? Uh, so what is the evidence behind uh, treating appendicitis with antibiotics? Yes. <clears throat> of course, uh, uh, there were few large recent studies uh, to indicate that there is a place for antibiotics in the management of uh, acute appendicitis. We have more potent antibiotics, antibiotics which penetrates uh, to inflamed tissues uh, rapidly. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, today's context, there is a place for uh, antibiotics. But before that, the law many years ago, also people used antibiotics to treat appendicitis. Sometimes without diagnosing appendicitis, uh, even after diagnosing appendicitis also. But uh, the, there, are, uh, there are not much consensus regarding this management. Uh, so wherever it is possible and accessible, in my practice I will do appendicectomy. But the use of antibiotics is uh, restricted 
in my practice mainly in places patients who, who don't have complicated appendicitis and where when there is a risk of doing surgery uh, and the surgery is not possible at that time we probably start with antibiotics right so surgery is the mainstay but antibiotics also can play a role in patients who are not fit enough or have a high risk to undergo surgery uh, and also i think with the use of antibiotics there are more recurrences and the recurrences can be more complicated uh, because of adhesions or mass formation during primary antibiotic therapy uh, so we discussed about complications in acute appendicitis would you still offer surgery when they have a complication or would your management differ when there are complications of acute appendicitis surgery for complicated appendicitis can give rise to more complications so uh, <coughs> complicated appendicitis should be managed uh, cautiously certain complications can be managed without surgery for example uh, appendicular mass if there is appendicular mass if you can if you try to do surgery you may do more harm he may end up in intracutaneous fistula bowel injury so the most advisable thing is to manage conservatively if there is an appendic uh, if if there is an appendicular abscess of course that needs to be drained today's context we have less invasive modalities to drain these abscesses you can drain under ultrasound guidance or you can use laparoscopy uh, and drainage if appendix is easily coming out during that process you may do appendicectomy but most of the time you don't have to do appendicectomy your main intention is to drain the abscess but if there is a pre perforation and peritonitis there is no conservative management you have to go in you have to uh, uh, clean up the abdomen if appendicectomy is not your primary uh, uh, objective if 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 it is easy you may do it but it is not mandatory right uh, often in clinical practice we see patients taking oral antibiotics either over the counter or they've been treated wrongly with oral antibiotics for right iliac for some pain how, how does this affect uh, in the management and the outcome uh, <clears throat> antibiotics may mask symptoms and uh, i said antibiotics has a place in management of acute appendicitis if you know if you diagnosed them having acute appendicitis you may start antibiotics that is accepted uh, but at the same time there's a problem without doing appendicectomy it is very difficult to confirm your diagnosis unless you do a ct scan and clinical uh, clinical uh, diagnosis is about 80% uh correct so there is a significant proportion of patients are getting antibiotics uh unnecessarily so they may get resistance and in case when you have to use antibiotics they may uh, having resistant organisms so haphazard use of antibiotics is not accepted right so you should not be using uh, oral antibiotics if you are suspecting acute appendicitis because that may mask your symptoms and cause more problems when it comes to clinical management and also cause uh, resistance to 
antibiotics. Now, moving on to a bit of a different area. Uh, the appendix have been linked to inflammatory bowel disease, and we see so many studies being done uh, in this regard to both Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Could you briefly elaborate on this link between the appendicectomy and the risk of developing IBD and also uh, vice versa? Yes, uh, this is a very controversial thing and uh, recently uh, very large-scale epidemiological studies have shown, uh, especially initially for the ulcerative colitis, uh, they have shown that patients who had appendicectomy, the incidence of developing ulcerative colitis is less. So the argument is, is it protective? Right. Uh, so should we do prophylactic appendicectomy? Ulcerative colitis is not a disease common in the community. So prophylactic appendicectomy is not coming into practice anyway. This is an observation and it has not proven also. The uh, large cohort of uh, epidemiological studies, they have shown the incidence of ulcerative colitis is less patients who had appendicectomy during their childhood. Crohn's disease, so based on that, people were trying to uh, uh, look at the incidence of Crohn's disease uh, in relation to appendicectomy. Uh, so those studies showed the inverse relationship. Uh, so those who had uh, appendicectomy uh, are more prone to get Crohn's disease. And there was sort of those who had appendicectomy. Now this uh, uh, correlation is less when you had appendicectomy in your childhood. And there is a gender variation also. The females has less correlation. So, uh, the, uh, so it is not very sure whether they had the appendicectomy was done for mild Crohn's disease also. Uh, so there are a lot of controversies, but the relationship we know, uh, the patients who had appendicectomy had a, a less chance of developing ulcerative colitis, more chance of developing Crohn's disease, uh, but exact relationship is unknown. Right, so the link between appendicectomy and the inflammatory bowel disease is controversial. We still do not have a verdict there. Uh, lastly, now when we do an appendicectomy, we send the specimen for histology. Is it important to see the report afterwards, since we have already diagnosed acute appendicitis? If so, what are the benefits of looking at this? Yes, it is very important. This is a clinical diagnosis. That's why I said sort of when we treat with antibiotics, we don't have a final diagnosis. That's the main drawback in uh, managing appendicitis with uh, IV antibiotics. Uh, uh, that's my personal uh, belief. Uh, one important thing is sort of the appendicitis is not the only pathological problem uh, which appendix get, you might rarely get mucinous carcinoma of the appendix. Uh, so it's parasitic infestations of the appendix. Right? So if you send it for histology, you may recognize these things. And they may in its early stage, and it may be curable also. So it is very, very important to send. Even the appendix is inflamed. 
you know for sure that it is inflamed send for histology other more common than carcinomas mucinous carcinomas uh, the uh, inflammatory bowel disease crohn's disease you may diagnose in the histology of appendix right so we have discussed today the presentation of acute appendicitis the clinical diagnosis the different modalities available for that the complications management of simple acute appendicitis and also the management of complications and also some of the controversies surround that that are surrounding the uh, appendix and acute appendicitis so i would like to thank dr sumudu kumarage head of the department of surgery at the faculty of medicine university of kalania for his time to have this chat with us thank you all and uh, this is scrubs and clogs the podcast by the department of surgery <laughs>